0: This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with StepWork, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as another resource toward our collective growth as addicts in recovery. We're simply addicts seeking recovery. Nothing more and for sure nothing less. Now let's get started.
1: My name is Spencer P. I'm an addict. This is the September 20th just for today, Courage to Change. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Serenity prayer. Recovery involves change, and change means doing things differently. The problem is many of us resist doing things differently. What we're doing may not be working, but at least we're familiar with it. It takes courage to step out into the unknown. How do we find that courage? We can look around ourselves at NA meetings. There we see others who found they've needed to change what they were doing, and who've done so successfully. Not only does that help quiet our fear that change, any change, spells disaster, it also gives us the benefit of their experience with what does work, experience we can use in changing what doesn't. We can also look at our own recovery experience. Even in that experience so far has been limited to stopping the use of drugs. Still, we have made many changes in our lives. Changes for the good. Whatever aspects of our lives we've applied the steps to, we have always found that that surrender better than denial, recovery superior to addiction. Our own experience and the experience of others in NA tells us that changing the things I can is a big part of what recovery is all about. The steps and the power to practice them give us the direction and courage we need to change. We have nothing to fear. Just for today, I welcome change. With the help of my higher power, I'll find the courage to change the things I can.
0: In today's episode, we'll discuss it just for today with our guest, Chad G. Hey, Chad, welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. Hello. (laughs) All right, Chad, could you tell us your clean date, where you attend meetings, and could you give your home group a shout out?
2: Yes, sir. I am an addict. My name is Chad. My clean date is June 30th, 2017. I'm part of the Coastal Carolina Area Group of Narcotics Anonymous, and my home group is called This Is It. We meet every Wednesday at noon, 12 o'clock at 5001 Riceville Avenue in Wilmington, North Carolina. That is zip code 28403.
0: All right, thanks, Chad. We're going to transition to the just for today. So could you share your thoughts on courage to change?
2: Courage to change. So uh, let me just start by saying, and, 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 My sponsor tells me this, this could be a reflection of my ego in some distorted sense, but I, I, as, as I, the longer I stay clean, man, I find that, uh, I find that I know less. Um, so I don't know if that makes sense or if anyone can relate to that, man. I just, uh, I'm less certain about everything that I was, um, previously so concrete about, um, so I'll just say that, man, um, what I, what I, what I do enjoy doing and sharing my experience, my strength and my hope, man, what, what, what that means is, uh, since June 30th, 2017, even though I have found many, many, many reasons to use, um, according to my own, my own mind, um, I've been told that I don't have to, even if I want to. So what comes with that man is experience. I get, I get to have experience. And that's, that's the bittersweet of my sponsor when he'll tell me, uh, Get your own experience, man. Is I hate that because I want I want you to tell me how to do this because I'm gonna fail if I do it. There's no other way. I, you know I'm gonna fail, and the longer I stay clean, that voice uh, I have something to combat that voice with, and eventually it turns down a little. But when we're talking about change, man, um, I will say, and and I say this with 100% honesty, man. Um, despite every opportunity I've had. Um, to stay stuck in my own ways, man, Um, here here I am. Um, What I mean by that is like, uh, you know, there's been many, many, many days where I would come into a meeting um, and the icebreaker in the room, man, like because I came to Narcotics Anonymous, I was not familiarized with what it meant to be clean, what it meant to have a drug problem. I knew you were on one side or the other, man. And like, um, you know, when I was invited to Narcotics Anonymous, it was by a coworker. And he said uh, he said, you know, he got a new job and I was sitting outside my place of business and I, I knew I had to uh, I knew I had to stop living. I knew I had to die, but I, I just didn't know how to do it, man. And this guy walks up and he says, how you doing, man? And I'm like, what's up? And I, I just say this to share, like, um, you know why I'm going to say what I say, man. Like uh, I said, man, I'm doing good. How are you? He said, I'm good, man. You still getting high and all that stuff? Because this dude didn't get high. I was I was absolutely positive he was the feds because he was so damn cool um but he, he was nice to me man it, now i know what he was doing when he was he was attractive i found you know i found him to be attractive to me and uh i said man i ain't doing no drugs he said really all on your own i'm like what's this dude talking about i'll make a mm. long story short he took me to a narcotics anonymous meeting where i was high in the meeting and i continued to come to meetings because i could not believe i was invited somewhere where no one wanted anything from me they looked at me they hugged me and even though everything in my brain said run Uh, something in deep inside of me without my permission. And I'm going to use that a lot without my permission, man. Like uh, I found myself continuing to come until I, one day I said, man, I'll put these drugs down and, uh, and I got clean in Narcotics Anonymous and I've stayed clean. And I, I say that to say, there's been many days where I've come into meetings and I would tell the group, man, the icebreaker is like, you're getting a day clean, just like me. And for whatever reason, I was granted the ability to know that and to and to really feel the truth in that. So I never really felt intimidated talking to anyone who had what I wanted. So I would go into meetings and say, tomorrow I'm getting high. I cannot do this anymore. Hmm. And so I say, I don't deserve credit, man, but I was given tools and I was given the opportunity. It says in the Triangle of Self-Obsession, it says, thank God we were given this last choice, this one last opportunity to change or die. And I try to remember that because even though everything in me tells me that I'm at the end of my road and there's no way out, um, whether it be because life happens, or the other 95% of times where I've created a situation, from you know that is what they say painted me into a corner where there's no way out, man. Like I know I have tools, and the last thing that ever needs to go is my clean date. So I've used those tools, man, and and talks about the courage to change. And I'll get a. I hope you have a timer because I I thoroughly am passionate about um the topic of recovery, man. My experience with recovery, um is far, far, far more greater than, um, than 12 steps. And, and I don't mean to say that it is better than or I, I just I'm trying to use the English English language to put into words, something that means so much more to me than life itself. Because when I got here, when I got here, you know, um, there were no other options. Um, there was no there was no light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and I, I found through working steps and a little bit of reflection and a little bit of me too. And so did I, and I felt the same way that, uh, that, that I did not know, you know, I was raised by a family and I knew better, man, but like, I didn't know change was possible. Why would I change? You know, I, I had this thing in my brain that says, what I'm doing is the best thing to be doing, but I knew damn well, just like everyone else probably knew deep down inside of me that this was the worst way in the world. I just didn't know. It was like a shoe that didn't fit me, you know, God and society, um, self love, you know, doing things for other people. These were things that I saw to exist and I felt that were real, but it was a shoe that didn't fit me. I was not qualified to live another kind of life. And so when I found narcotics anonymous and they gave me permission to do some things, just like, uh, just like every good little recovering addict, uh, you know, I, I came in not brimming with honesty and love. You know, I came in and was given an opportunity to change my life and I didn't so quickly take that opportunity. So I continued to hang around the same people, the same places and the same things, man. And, uh, and, and, but I was on a a, a very, a very, very bright pink cloud, man. I was invincible. I was clean, you know, so, so fast forward to having eight months clean and, and still living in the place I used in. Still hanging out with, with the same people. Um, still going to the health department uh, every 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 other month. And sorry if I get vulgar, man, but like my disease never allowed me to really uh, to really walk through life uh, gracefully, you know. Um, so here mm-hmm. I am, still going to H and I, and I'm still doing this, and I'm still sharing, you know, sharing a very dirty message to to hospitals and institutions. And I'm, you know, because I was welcome somewhere, man. And that was all that I cared about was that I was alive and I was safe. And I was okay because I didn't, I didn't understand that I was the problem and that I was causing myself problems. You know, what I knew was the consequences were over, you know, that the, the paranoia was over, man. But like, <laughs> it's not that easy, mm. you know? So I told my sponsor, I said, well, you know, I got a year clean. I don't really think I need a sponsor anymore. I don't need step work. He said, well, you're going to get high. He said, but uh, if you want, before you get high, I have a suggestion for you. He said, I want you to read recovery and relapse. And I want you to share because I know you burn up meetings. I was always at a meeting an hour early and always was the last one to leave. Man, I was, I was thoroughly grateful for this opportunity. Like, to, I thought I was, you know. Um, and uh, and he said, I want you to every meeting you go to for the next week. I want you to share what you just shared with me with the group. And I said, Well, I'm not scared. You know, these people are just like me. And I, and I would I would share to the same people who had done what they needed to do to be in position to help me that I didn't need to do what they needed to do. So just with the picture I'm trying to paint is I didn't know I needed to change. I didn't know that there was more, you know, and let me fast forward to you, man. Like I have three years and some change clean and I just walked into a college today and I just asked them what I need to do. And I signed up for these college courses online and I got a letter that says I've been approved and I was homeless three years ago. And I'm 25 years old. I was homeless at 22 years old and didn't know anything other than get high. And what do I need to do to get high? And what do I need to do to get high? And so now I'm at a point, man, where not only do I have the outside things, but I have this burning inside of me to accomplish things in my life. Right. So, so the curves to change, man. Um, a lot of times, man, it's like, it says once the pain of staying the same, you know, gets worse than the fear of change, you'll do something different, man, and I will tell you today, it's not that I hate myself, um, but I'm I'm just not finished, right, so, Mm. so maybe it is courage, and I'll have, you know, my predecessor, I always go to her, you know, with some things, a lot of people have left the program, um, you know, who knew me when I came in, and there's this one woman, she's got, you know, some clean time, and, uh, um, and I said, man, you know, this, that and the third. And she's like, congratulations. And I said, well, I've not even went to class yet. And she said, you have a hard time accepting people's grace, accepting mm-hmm. people's uh, compliments and, and, and you know, congratulations. And uh, and it's just because, man, like, to this point, like, I've done almost everything wrong, man. But through working the steps, it's like, in my first step, in step one, I learned that everything I learned how to do was to commit suicide and not only to kill myself, but to make damn sure that everyone else around me suffered as well. And so after my first step, man, I was in a lot of pain. I felt like nothing. I told my sponsor, I felt like nothing. And I, I said, I feel empty, you know? And he said, well, he said, good, man. Everything that you've taught yourself is a lie and you feel empty because you're, you're mourning the loss of these lies. Mm-hmm. And so you fast forward to, to, to step two, man, which is what I experienced today. I go into a meeting and there's so many newcomers, man. And, and be. I can't imagine getting clean during this pandemic, but like I don't acknowledge my own change. I can't see it, you know, and 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 if you were to tell me this is exactly what you need to do to change and be the man you've always wanted to be in step six, it says, what what do you picture? Who do you picture you'll be once you, you acquire these spiritual principles to combat these character defects? And I was stuck on it, man. And it was the first step that brought tears to my eyes since step three, because I couldn't imagine being a man that I've always wanted to be, you know, with honesty and and integrity and dignity and discipline, you know, and loyalty and and you know to be humble. To be humble, it's always evaded me. How do I, how am I supposed to be humble, man? And that's why I say like I don't deserve credit because I've I've swore that I was not qualified to change, man. And and the elephant in the room, man, is like I'm not changing because I because I hate who I am. I'm changing because I. It's necessary in order for me to find freedom for myself. You know, like in the fourth step, it it talks about we're gonna sort through the, the conflict. You know, all these things that you thought you were and 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 the real person that you've been up until this point, man. And it was hard, cause I truly feel like I'm a good person. You know, I truly feel like I have a lot to offer myself and others, man. But it's like, I I thought about it when you reached out and I read the I read the Just for Today. I was thinking, uh the courage to change the things that I can is always going to be me. And the first step, it says we were powerless. So that means I'm not doing it alone. And that means I'm no longer powerless. And and I, you know, I'll keep it on me, man. Like I'm, I'm passionate about that word, you know, that's a, that's a a very important word, man, because like, if I don't like my job, I'm not powerless over my rude boss or my, you know, like, like I'm able to keep it moving and, and go chase my dreams. But like, the courage to accept the things that we can't, man. Like, I can't change COVID-19. You know, I can't change, um, you know, that I have to pay pay people money in order to keep my my housing. You know, I can't, it's like, um, I always resort to what I can't change very last because I, I try to make sure I'm not dwelling in self-pity that I'm not saying, well, I'm powerless and I'm just going to have to deal with it. You know, but I found the only way I can change things is by changing my perspective. And what do you know? It always comes back to the steps. You know, and what I was taught was wisdom to know the difference, man. Like what lies in that is my experience. Sometimes I don't know the difference between what I can and can't change. Sometimes I have to get my experience. You know, relationships are, are a painful area. You know, um, like like now going, going and applying to college, man, like I'm deathly afraid because the only thing I want to invest in is myself and my clean date and my spirituality, and the idea of going to college, I'm like, man, you know, my sponsor told me, you know, that it's always the smart ones who don't get it. You know, I can't intellectualize this program. So the idea now of furthering an education for myself, I'm scared. I'm scared that it's going to bring me away from the fellowship. I'm scared that I'm going to trick myself into using. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared, man. But like, I go into a meeting today, and I'm presented with the second step, hope. Mm -hmm. I'm presented with the idea that like, You know, sometimes I don't believe in myself, but I have you to believe in me, you know. Um, And I'm presented with a woman who has 20 years clean, who shares, who shares, I have 20 years clean and I have a bachelor's degree and I have this and that. And I was homeless when I first got clean. And I'm thinking, dang, how crazy is that, dude, Mm -hmm. that I'm still able to come and hear a message. And I, I don't know if I'm ranting or not, man. I'm just, it's just insane to me because just now with, with the time clean I have and I share intentively like three years and some change because like I want someone to know it's possible, man. Like when people picked up 30 days, man, they were walking on water to me. Right. You know, why, you know, so now it's just, uh, now I just now feel like I just now have my toes in the water. You know what I mean? But, uh, as far as like, as far as the courage to change, man, like, uh, it's scary. My third step taught me that I'm in the care of that, like everything's going to be okay. And that I'm worthy of that. You know what I mean? So if I'm living off that, man, um, if I'm living off that, man, anything is possible. The only thing that could ever get in my way is me. And sometimes I have to reaffirm that belief. It's not like I worked a step one time and now I have that ingrained in me. You know, I have to I have to continuously work it. So I stepped up into that college and I, I told him I didn't know what I was doing. I said, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And she's like, well, are you here to do this or that? I said, I don't know. I just know I want to get into college.
0: <laughs> no, that's good stuff, man. I got a similar story too. Using I didn't make it out of tenth grade. Um, it was just something, man. I couldn't do right and uh, and getting clean and 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 then starting to see like, hey, man, you know, we can we can um, apply ourselves, right, and and kind of live a life that we want to live. And 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 I started to see some examples of people who were clean and doing the thing, and uh, and that was my story too, man. I had probably around the same time that you're talking about going in and and saying, Hey, look, you know, is this something possible for me to do? And then shit, I spent way too many years in college, man. I don't know, like nine or 11 or something. So look, if you want that route, you could do that too, Chad. So look, man, I want to dig into something before I ask you the final question. So, so you talked about being wrapped up in people, placing things and being clean. And I think that's a really, um, uh, maybe not common, but I think, I think it's very relatable right, I think it's very relatable, and so if we have some folks listening in who are, who are getting clean, and they're, and they're still wrapped up, right, in that, and, and, and people placing things, and, and kind of knowing, man, whether their spirits letting them know, support group sponsor, or something like this, is saying, look, man, this, this might not be the healthiest, you know, for, for your commitment, you know, a day at a time, staying clean, um, could you tell us, man, you, you know, kind of briefly, like what 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 happened to to facilitate that change to where you were like, you know what, man, um, this isn't me. This isn't what I'm about today, and, and and I'm gonna start severing some things. Um, what did that look like for you?
2: So I'll be uh I'll be honest with you, man. Like it was, you know, my living conditions in the past that brought me so much comfort in using, um, you know, it was it was it was a safety net for me to be around these things. Or so I thought, Uh, so, so here I am clean, um, you know, and we would have people, we would have big groups to go out and watch live bands or something like that, um, because we, you know, and I was told like, I didn't get clean to lock myself inside a door. So that's a fine line. And, and what I will say above all else, man, like if I'm being honest with somebody, um, then, then, then it's possible to stay clean. Right. But if I'd have kept that to myself, man, um, I probably looked like a mess while I was doing it. But I was very honest with those around me like this is what I'm about to do. And I'll tell you those feelings of going to hang out with um, some people and putting all of my belongings in my car, locking my car and putting my keys under my tire because I don't want to get robbed in this situation with eight, nine, ten months clean. You know, so 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 acknowledging. Well, I won't say acknowledging, but feeling a pain like, I don't feel okay here. And this is the, this is the crazy thing. It says in the literature, it says we don't have to know how it works. We just have to do it. And so I will tell you, I don't know when the time came where I realized that it was okay to not be around those things. Or the moment I realized sitting down in the, in the nightclub by myself, um, that I wasn't comfortable and that I didn't have to any longer not be comfortable. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, like a distorted sense of comfort and familiar pain. Like I thought I was comfortable in those situations. I would go out to eat with people and I, I, they weren't talking about, I, I was still telling war stories and I was still qualifying myself to hang out with these people And it. And it's just, it goes back to that third step, man. When it says the third step will revolutionize your existence. Like I remember without my permission, like something telling me that like, I didn't have to do these things anymore. It's not that they were better or worse and that I was self-righteous and that I, you know, I, I was too mm-hmm. good to be around these things is that they didn't serve me a purpose anymore. And and I'll tell you, it wasn't a comfortable feeling. It wasn't something that was like, I, I I began to feel ashamed that I could share with you the message that an addict, any addict can stop using, lose the desire to use and find a new way to live and then go back to the same old way of living. Mm-hmm. You know, and it it was, it was me versus me. It was like, at first I was embarrassed in front of the fellowship and I would have people ask me to sponsor them. And I knew within my own right mind that I wasn't, I wasn't, I, there's no way I could sponsor you. I'm still living this way, but it just got to a point where I wanted better for myself, you know, and better for me wasn't found in those places. And so I still have this idea in my head. That's like, you know, once in a while you can go do this certain thing or one. but my intentions are never pure. Usually I'm off track with my program And and just to get back to the point, like, I'm here to find freedom, and I wasn't finding. It talks about in another look. It says like, addiction is not freedom, and 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 so I I acknowledge in the second step where it says using was just the most apparent symptom. It's like, I, I don't want to be trapped anymore, you know. And uh, so I might get bored once in a while, but I just it's just having maturity in recovery to know that these things no longer serve me a purpose. And it was very 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 gradual. And if you ask the woman who was on the podcast before me, she'll tell you like. It was very, very slow, man. But it's just uh, between me and God, man. It was, it was no longer something that would benefit me. If God is putting in the work to care for me, I need to do things to care for myself. So it was, a, it was negligence to my third step to continue living that way, you know.
0: That's good stuff, Chad. And he's referring to Jesse G. And her episode is going to drop on the 22nd, so it'll be two, two days after yours drops. So Chad, look, let's transition to the last question I'd like to ask all the guests. Uh, before we wrap up the episode, um, you got you have three birthday cakes, right? So if you yep. could go back now, um, knowing what you know now, having this experience, if you could sit down with Chad G with one day clean, could you share with with us what what would you tell him?
2: In all honesty, man, I would probably uh, I would probably give him a hug. I mean, that's all. For I didn't hear anything when I first got here, man. I just felt the love. If if I could go back, I would just give him a hug because like despite myself, man, like I'm gonna be okay if I do what I need to do. And uh so I think one more hug, man, would have just been awesome. I and that's you know, I don't think some are sicker than others, man. I just know like I wasn't I was just willing to do just enough, man. Like if it hadn't been for the love and this fellowship where I ne I never identified with anyone my whole life till I got here. You know, like, and, and it was just that love, man. Uh, I, I probably wouldn't have said a word, Douglas. I would, uh, I would have just given myself a hug.
0: <laughs> Thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the Anonymous podcast. I encourage you all to focus on that magic six-letter word, others, as we go out into the world. Stop by the Facebook page, fellowship with other guests, or send me a text. Let me know if you'd like to be a guest or if you have any ideas on future podcasts. Until next time, I'm your host, Douglas L. Namaste and God bless.